Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree going to begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, begin to taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now fuck him, fuck this, cause I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. And that go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Maestro Styles, Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast with Trey Frazier. Uh, what's going on, homie? Trey, can you hear me? It ain't nothing, man. Just another week in the books. books. Right. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I'll make sure you can hear everybody. Uh, all right, so um, make sure you follow right. us on uh, Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, you can follow Trey Frazier at Trey Frazier and myself at Maestro Styles. On Twitter, you can follow Trey Frazier at Barbershop SPOR2. And you can follow me at Maestro Styles. Uh, make sure you like the Facebook page. That's Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. And uh, subscribe to the YouTube page, uh, Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Um, let me say a quick what's up to uh, Mocha Bella. Miss Mocha Bella of the X Squad. What's going on? Um... What up? What up? Hey, look, man. Uh, real quick, I, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely want to say uh, rest in peace to Don Shula, um, the most, the winningest coach in the NFL, uh, obviously of uh, Miami Dolphin fame in the, uh, I guess more so the '80s than the '90s, but you know, um, but definitely rest in peace to Don Shula, who died at 90 yesterday. Yeah, rest in peace to Don Shula, um, very infamous for the undefeated Dolphins 1972, um, actually took them back-to-back championships back in the 70s, also coached the Colts um, when they were in Baltimore for a few years, so he's got you know some roots here. Um, legendary coach, no doubt about it, yeah. um, sad to see him go. Um, shouts out to his family and everything. And yeah, yeah. 90 is a, I mean, it's a long long life, but man, uh, definitely, uh, I hope to be 90. Let's put it like that. Right, right, right. Uh, 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 and I definitely also want to, uh, send prayers out to, uh, Damian Williams of the Kansas city chiefs running back for the Kansas city chiefs who, uh, uh he had a home invasion the other day. He, He wasn't harmed or anything, but, um, 
uh, somebody ran up in his house apparently the other day. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I seen it wow, on that's, Instagram that's crazy. the other day. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. So that's there's no, that. Nobody got hurt though, right? Nobody got hurt as far as I could tell from any stories I read. But um, um. Yeah, they somebody got up in there, and um, I don't even to be honest, I don't even know if they took anything per se. But um, I'm, I would assume so. So. Okay. Yeah. No, nah, that's that's cool. Somebody got hurt. Yeah. You know, whatever they took, whatever they took is ir- is replaceable. It's replaceable so, for sure, for sure. You know. Um. So hey, uh, before you go, before yeah. before you um continue, man, I just uh, give a special shout out to not just us here at the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. I do want to shout out everyone on Instagram that took a part of this thirty. Major League Baseball teams, 30 days in April, little, you know, thing that I had going on with the, you know, voting on throwback jerseys versus the modern day jerseys. We got through all 30 days last month. We got through all 30 teams. We had almost about 22 to 23 people voting per team, which is awesome. Um, and, and, And I tell you what, man, I tallied up everything, right? So it was a split. Like with, between all thirty teams, there were fifteen teams that the majority voted for the throwback, mm-hmm. and fifteen teams that voted majority for the modern day joints. So, you know that that I thought that was pretty interesting about it. But yeah, you know, you folks were sharing with throwback. me. You would think people just, I, I guess, if you had to take a guess at this before before you did it. Um, uh-huh. I guess uh, I would have. Let me say, my guess would have been that people would uh, lean towards throwbacks more than they would lean toward modern day jerseys. Yeah, you you would think, man. Yeah, and 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 for a while there, for a while it was the throwback, like the first ten, twelve days of the event. I mean, the majority it was like almost like nine to three. Like it was like the throwbacks were in the lead, and then as I started putting more teams out there, everybody went with the modern day stuff. Like people was talking to me about how they, you know, they love the logos. Uh, pinstripes for some of the teams is what did it for them, and certain teams um, fonts is important to some people. Colors, obviously, and so um, you know, every team had their little, you know, special thing about their jersey and, you know, people wanted to share with me how, you know, whether they just love throwback because they love throwback or whether, you know, they just love the, you know, more modern thing because of the pinstripes and whatnot. It was pretty cool, man, to interact with some people, man. And, you know, again, you know, shots out to everybody that, you know, participated in this event, man. Um, I'm going to say it again. I was more surprised at myself that I was able to do this every day because there were some days where I had to post something real late, like in the afternoon, just so I wouldn't, you know, forget or whatever. Right. And, you know, I I, pulled, I managed to pull through, man. 30 Pat days, 30 teams. Pat yourself yeah, on man. the back, man. Yeah, you man. That, that deserves a round of applause, man. For, for certain. <laughs> for, for certain, man. Um, so shout out to everybody, man, that participated, man. Much love. Much love. All right, so uh, if we can get into it, we can get into it. Let's um, do it. Andy Dalton uh, is now a cowboy for the foreseeable year. Um, I believe it's a one-year deal 
for seven million with three seven million dollars guaranteed one year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, he he basically I, I saw uh, I was skimming through some uh, t- uh, tweets um, and they was talking about how he basically said he felt like um, out of all of the teams who had interest that this was the best uh, best case scenario for him. Um, react, man. How you feel about this deal? Um, this deal for, for Andy Dalton. Um, you and know, it's, it, it's funny. I'm sorry, man. not to cut you off, and just to give, and just to give a sense of perspective for him, for him saying that he felt like this was the best deal. Um, he was due to make 17.7 million dollars uh, last year or this year. I'm sorry, and um, yep. and he went from that to seven million dollars if if he i guess he achieves everything in incentives or whatever needs to happen he stands to make seven million dollars we're talking about possibly a 10 million dollar difference and at best and at most we're talking about possibly a 14 million dollar difference from uh right you know what he was supposed to make had he stayed a uh bangle of course if you're andy dalton you're gonna say that after the fact you get cut um, obviously, while he was still with the Bengals, of course, that was still going to be the better deal. But since he got cut, he had no ch- choice but to say what he had to say in regards to the deal he got with Dallas. But I, I-, I got a couple of gripes, man. I-, I can't front about this one, man. So Andy Dalton gets cut one day and a couple of days later, he's off the market for the Dallas Cowboys at seven million dollars for one year. Um, I think you had said something like it's it's actually like three million guaranteed, and I guess the other four million was with incentive, incentives and all that, right? That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, man, I, I don't. Two things. I don't like that Cam Newton is still out there, and I and, and I get the whole narrative that Cam Newton is not a backup quarterback. Cam Newton is a starter, and I agree with that narrative that. Cam Newton, no matter where he signs, which should be a starting quarterback. But come on, man. Like, who who, who, who doesn't want Cam Newton? And obviously there's teams that don't want him. But, yeah. in my, but in my eyes, it's like, come on, man. Like, you're telling me Andy Dalton was the best guy on the, on the market in terms of quarterbacks? I don't agree with that. If you're if you're Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, if you're looking for a, vi- like a, a viable backup, which... One, I don't believe that that's the case with the Cowboys. I believe that this is some kind of play to where it involves the Dak Prescott contract situation where they're still trying to get this deal done. And there's this chance that Dak Prescott may sit this one out for a few games, kind of similar to Emmitt Smith back in the day when he sat out for about three games and the Cowboys didn't start off so well, and then they finally gave the man his money, and then next thing you know, the Cowboys took off and they won the Super Bowl that year. So, um, so for the Cowboys, this sounds more like them trying to protect themselves in the event that Dak Prescott does not get a deal done between, with these guys. Um, but nonetheless, it's still something to talk about. You know, when it when it comes to the Cowboys. They always want you talking about them. So this is just another thing that, um, you know, this this is just another situation. And let me make one final point about this, too. Right. And I get that it's just seven million dollars. But 
and I, and I, and I think we talked about this when we were talking about the Titans and who should get paid first, the running back, you pay the running back first, and then you pay the quarterback in their situation, the Cowboy situation. You got to get that done, man. You got to get that press got done first before you, I mean, before you go ahead and throw a backup in the, you know, before you pay a backup in the situation. Like let's, let's be real. If Andy Dalton hadn't hit the market, the Cowboys would not be making any kind of move to their quarterback backup situation. They, they would not be making this kind of a move. So I think they just smelt blood. They saw a guy out there that was probably viable. And I won't say vi- probably. I think Andy Dalton at this point in his career is a, is a backup quarterback. Um, but I think they, they saw blood and decided to draw it. Um, well, first, um, for the Cam Newton thing, um, Mm. Cam Newton's not going to the Cowboys for $7 million and, and the Cowboys and the Cowboys aren't going to pay him. Um, I don't think they would pay him a quarter of what he's worth to come play for Dallas. Um, unless they were talking about getting rid of Dak Prescott, which is not going to happen. Um, at least, you know, not this way. So, um, I I initially thought that Andy Dalton signing to the Cowboys when I at first um you know first glance I thought it was a good deal um I thought it was a good deal for the Cowboys as a mm-hmm. backup quarterback but then I thought about it um and and and, and business wise I still believe it's a good deal but but what it in what what it um what it means for me is is that um this is emphatically if Dak Prescott holds out there they feel like they made they're they're prepared for it now the yeah. Cowboys feel like they're going to be prepared for if you know they don't reach a deal with Dak Prescott before I think it's like July 15th or something like that July 15th uh, yep. yeah um if they don't reach a deal and or if Dak decides he's going to hold out or you know whatever happens they feel like Andy Dalton is their insurance policy and um I already see I, I think I I saw somebody talking about you know if Andy Dalton starts for the Cowboys this is a 10 win team and and all of those fancy things and and you know let let's is a reason why, and I'm gonna tell you, mm-hmm. if if the Cowboys be, are a ten win team next season and Dak holds out, in my mind, that's more reason for Dak to be like, hey, y'all gotta give me my money because uh, I think Dak, I think young. Wait, Dak, say that again. Say I that said, one more time. I think that if Andy Dalton wins ten games next year. Mm-hmm. This is still going. This is not going to hurt Dak Prescott's case and wanting his money. So if they win ten games, mm-hmm. they win ten games, go to the playoffs and realize that they are not in the ballpark with Andy Dalton at quarterback playing at playing quarterback. Dak Prescott comes right back to the table and says, "Hey, look, y'all tried somebody else for a cheaper price, and here I am." And y'all didn't go no further than y'all would have went with me, except for I'm younger and I got the potential to to step up to the next level. We're talking to see the reason, in my opinion, it's just my opinion. Dak Prescott can eventually, with this team, based on chemistry and what he's, you know, where he's been, this could be a Super Bowl team in two, three years if they keep everything together the right way. 
and they wasting time giving this dude his money. This is why I said they should have paid him a year. And I think you've said the same thing. I don't think you had Super Bowl aspirations, and neither do I. This team right. is best with Dak Prescott at quarterback. If they have Super Bowl aspirations, they're wasting time with Andy Dalton. If he holds, if he ends up having to play all year or a you know a large amount of the year, um, they going they looking at this being Emmitt Smith, uh, you know. Not reincarnated because they're not gonna go. I don't think they, I don't got them going to the Super Bowl, but this is going to be that Emmitt Smith situation all over again, where they realize, oh, like we really needed this dude. Well, I disagree with a couple things. Um, number one, if the Cowboys win ten games, it's not gonna if at with Andy Dalton at quarterback. If the Cowboys win ten games, it's not. Be- it's not going to be because of Andy Dalton. The number one reason is going to be because of Ezekiel Elliott. Well, that, no, that, hold on. Let me cut you off because that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if Andy Andy Dalton wins ten games with the Cowboys, that's still mm-hmm. that's not going to hurt Dak Prescott's case because um, Dak Prescott is the X is going to be the is the X factor to whether this team goes to the Super Bowl or not. Andy Dalton is just going to be another quarterback that can maneuver around the talent of the Cowboys and win 10 games. So we're actually saying the same thing. Well, I think it could hurt Dak Prescott. And here's why. And it's not even going to be to the fault of Dak Prescott. Let's say, like you said, if the Cowboys win 10 games, um, and, and I'm of the opinion that Andy Dalton is not as good at this point in his career as Dak Prescott is at this point in Dak's career. But I think if they win 10 games, it's going to be it's going to be more so because of the running game. And after they win these 10 games and depending on how far the Cowboys get in the playoffs, I think the Cowboys upper management is going to look at this situation and say, whoa, look what we did with. Andy Dalton at seven million dollars a year. We won ten games. We got to the because let's let's be honest. The, the Cowboys would have to they would have to at least get to the second round with Andy Dalton. If not, go you know go to the NFC title game for them to really be like okay, this, this you know I think we can move on from Dak. Like look, we paid this guy seven million dollars to almost. Do you know similar things? Maybe not statistically, but in the win loss column, we're right back where we needed to be. We're you know we're in the playoffs. He's cheaper. We could use some of that money that we had for Dak to maybe boost some of the talent that's you know around the other parts of the Cowboys. I feel like that situ that situation, and especially if Andy Dalton and and, and that team gets off to a hot start. Let's say. Let's say they go three and zero. Better yet, let's say they go five and zero. That now you're you're now you're talking about Dak Prescott looking at the situation like, okay, you know what? Y'all 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 gonna have to find me another team to trade me to, man. Like y'all 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 really BSing right now. Like y'all y'all gonna have to you know find a deal, find find a team that needs a quarterback, make the trade happen, and I I, I need my money. I feel like that. I feel like that situation in that scenario mm-hmm. could hurt could hurt Dak Prescott's chances of getting big money from the Cowboys. And let me just be clear about that: from the Cowboys, not necessarily him getting big money from some other team. 
I don't know, man. I think I think and, and let's be clear, I think ten wins could possibly win a division. Um just just based on the NFC East's uh yes. history. <laughs> yes. That could possibly win a division. Um but I think what they're gonna find out when they go to the playoffs though, because I see if the Cowboys are truly they truly believe they got a Super Bowl team. If they, if that's what they believe, and I and I think just yep. based on how they've been constructing and what they've been doing in the past two or three years, I think they believe they got a Super Bowl contender type team. Um, yep. They're gonna go to the playoffs with Andy Dalton and realize uh, we they in it over their heads. He's in over his head. Now I, I get that point. I, I I understand that point when you look at the career. With the Bengals, he hasn't won a playoff game. He's had, what, four tries and hasn't really, you know, cashed it in in the playoffs. And hasn't even now, looked good. Right, and, and, and hasn't even looked good. Now, you could say most of that is him. You could say some of that is Marvin Lewis and the Cincinnati Bengals. You could say part of that is the Bengals themselves because they were losing playoff games before Andy Dalton showed up. So I, I think you can spread some blame all around when it came to the Bengals under Andy Dalton's watch. But I'll say this also: when I look at the talent that the Cowboys have, and I, and, I, and when I look at what the Bengals have had, let's say the last two three years, the Cowboys far and away have the better roster. I mean, sure, you could you could give me AJ Green as a top five receiver. I, I totally understand that. But after AJ Green and possibly Geno Atkins as their best defensive player, that's still far and away not as good of a roster as the Cowboys are right now. So if you give Andy Dalton this roster and come postseason time, you know, they're ready to rock and roll, maybe Andy Dalton can be successful. With the with more talent than he's ever had, does Andy in your mind does Andy Dalton win a game in the playoffs as a Cowboy if if he if he has to play if he has to play out I I, I believe so with, with this talent with a healthy Zeke Elliott with Amari Cooper and C D Lamb and then on that defense you got you know you resign Jalen Smith that's his name right yeah yep and you got a, and uh, Van Der Esch and and those guys stay healthy and yeah. I, I think they're I don't know, play man. Game. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know that. They, I don't know that Andy Dalton's that dude anymore. I, I like, and, and and let's be clear. Um, playoff wise, he hasn't really been good. But I mean, obviously, he's right. been successful in Cincinnati. I don't think. Um, I don't think he's that dude anymore. I I don't know what has happened. Um, but just in watching him and you know his last years in Cincinnati, I don't. I don't think he's that dude no more. I'll be honest with you. I, I just don't think he's that dude no more. Yeah, I think he's had a he's had some good games like the past couple of years. I mean, definitely not like spectacular year sure. round, but he's had some games here and there where, you know, he threw for almost 400 yards a game for about, you know, three or four games throughout the season. Um, but again, I think, you know, and and I think you're I think you're right in this regard that the Cowboys Minus Andy Dalton, let's be honest, we watched them last year and the Cowboys blew some games that they should have won last year. So You mean without Dak? Without, without, with, with Dak Prescott. Yeah, okay, yeah. what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. You know, the Cowboys blew some games. You know, I go back to the Patriot game in Foxborough where they had a chance. Mm-hmm. I go back to when it was in Philadelphia toward the end of the year 
and the division was on the line and yeah. they, they, they couldn't get it done. So, yes, I, I agree with you in a sense that if there's a reason for the Cowboys to not win a playoff game, I think one reason could be that Andy Dalton is washed. I think the other reason could be is that it's still the same old Cowboys when it comes to this point of the season. Does How, did, how does Dak Prescott feel about this? Does he hold out now? If they don't get a deal done by the 15th, he, he's going to hold out. I mm. think right now there's still some time to get something situated. And let's remember this. The team did offer him $30 million a year. Yeah. There was an offer there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. obviously Dak feels like he's worth a lot more. And obviously there's comparables out there to his draft class. We're talking about Jared Goff. We're talking about Carson Wentz. Those guys got their money. You know, and and even though those guys went in the first round and Dak went like what the fourth round oh, in, in the draft, Dak Prescott has outperformed his draft position by a mile, yeah. um, uh, uh, probably by even more than a mile. He's outperformed it clearly. So yes, this guy deserves his money. And and even if you say he's just worth thirty, I, I I'm with him. Hey. I'm going to hold out if I can get a little more, especially more than what Carson Wentz is getting. He needs to be making Carson. more than Carson Wentz. He needs to be making more than 34. Exactly. He needs to be making. And, and, you know, again, with the market, I mean, with the cap raising, he needs to be making 35, 36. It, it, it's just yep. no other way around it. He needs to be making 35, 36. And if he's if they're not bringing 35, 36 to the table, yep. um. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I think he holds out. I, I think he should, and I think he should hold out. Um, his his yeah, resume is there. His resume is there. Yeah, no no missed games. All and he's, sixteen games and per his, season, and for the most part, he's been good. I, I get he's had you know in his four year career, he's had a few games and that uh, half a season with uh, Zeke uh, being injured. I, you know he yep. has some, but for the most part, he's been a uh, franchise quarterback. He's been a top five, maybe top ten, I'll say, quarterback in the league. Yep. And um, as far as production has it, and um, you know, he 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 should he should be paid for that. I I don't I don't know if he's right. top ten skill wise, but I, for certain production wise, I'm yep. confident he's been a top ten quarterback in the league. Um, pretty much since he's been there. And and another point I don't want to miss, whether it's Dak or Andy Dalton. At the helm, when it comes to end of the season, postseason time, let's remember one thing. The Cowboys upgraded the coaching position. There's yeah. no more Jason Garrett. Right. Now you got Mike McCarthy, who's won a Super Bowl, who's won division titles in Green Bay, who's more experienced as a head coach than Jason Garrett. So right. Right. let let that press got drive under Mike McCarthy and, and and we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I'm just don't let the situation And right on time. Right on time is Trey's internet going out. Yeah, so this is my show styles, Bob Shot Sports Talk Podcast. We going to uh you Trey, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you went. I mean, I'm sure you know you went out for a second, but um, I did. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, uh, just to reset. 
uh, Marshall Styles, Trey Frazier, Bob Shot Sports Talk Podcast. Um, and I, I think, but I think in, in all in all, all in all, just to get a closure on the conversation, um, you feel like this mm-hmm. is a good move for the Cowboys? I think it's a good move in the event that they can't get something done with Dak Prescott. Because let's be honest, too, and I don't want to stretch this. They paid Amari Cooper all the money. They they got the new head coach. They paid Jalen Smith. They This team is built to win now. Yeah, and the fact that they're messing that not that they're messing up the situation with Dak, but if this no, thing are. continues, okay, yeah. uh, okay, that's yeah. that's fine. I I, I didn't want to you know get nobody misconfused or whatever, but yeah. um, if they if this goes into July fifteenth and Dak does not have a contract signed with the Cowboys, then this is protection on the back end for Dallas. Andy would be. Your starter, if he sits out, and you know, let, let's let's see just how that plays out. Well, I I I think it's a good move if he if they do get the contract figured out. If they um if he gets injured, God forbid, for whatever reason, I like mm-hmm. Andy Dalton as a backup. He's if mm-hmm. he got to play two or three games or four games. Hell, if he has to do the Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, go to Teddy Bridgewater route of last year, and he got to play games, six, right? you know five or six games, and yeah. um, and you, I'm okay with Andy Dalton doing that. I'm I'm me personally, I'm not okay with him uh, having to play a whole regular season and into the playoffs if they make the playoffs. Um, he definitely has the opportunity of um, you know having his pit stop to see if he can gain another uh, starting job. I think this is a good deal. I think this is a good deal all the way around. Now I don't know what the other contracts were, what the other offers were. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if somebody offered him more money or if somebody offered him to start. I would assume not, but you know. Well, let's remember he was on the market for two days well, <laughs> before and, he got picked up. And the rumors were that the Patriots and the Steelers uh, gave up offers. Those that's, mm. that's what the rumor okay. was. So, you know, just to give you, I mean, you know, just to kind of give you perspective on who was offering and why, you know, possibly he felt like the Cowboys were was the better. That that's that don't really make sense to me, to be honest with you. Right. I still don't see why the Cowboys. Um, So, can we move on to the other signing of the day? Sure. Uh, Frank Gore. A uh, 16-year veteran signs with the New York Football Jets on a one-year contract. Yeah. Um, so Frank Gore's a Hall of Famer, um, without any question. Um, just not maybe as popular as some of the top five in the history of the NFL in terms of rushing yards. Because I know Frank Gore is like in that top five-ish. I think he's like um, three. Category. And number three, right? I think he's three. Okay, okay. So for me, he's a Hall of Fame running back. Yeah. But I just, but I just got to ask this question to the New York Jets: Why? Why? You know what? It, this, um, this 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 signing makes no sense to me whatsoever. It makes sense to me. Yeah, I get it. I get it. They don't. Le'Veon Bell is not. Le'Veon Bell is not. They don't want Le'Veon Bell to be a bell cow. They don't want him to be. Uh, you know, carrying the ball 25, 30 times, and 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 and, and uh, including 
catching mm-hmm. the ball, you know, five and six times a game. They they want him to be able to have a break. Now I don't I can't recall who his backups who uh you know in the Jets who the backups are. I guess Bilal Powell. I don't know if he's still there. I don't know if uh there's another guy I'm thinking about. Bilal Powell and whoever the, who the, I don't know who the backups are. Um I know this uh Frank Gore is a veteran. And they got a young boy that they stuck with for another three years. If they can't do nothing with Le'Veon Bell's contract. Uh, Michael Perrine, Kenneth Dixon, Josh Adams, Jalen Moore, Trenton Cannon. Bilal Powell still there or no? He's not there. Okay, yeah. Well, I get it then. They need they need, they need, need a good running back. And it's not like they're going to ask him to, you know, carry the ball 300, 400 times. If he, if he carry the ball, if he gets a, if he gets you 400 450 yards next season and they and they not garbage yards he probably mm-hmm. he probably had a good year he probably had a good year that year man and i mean i'm not gonna hate on i'm i, I ain't gonna lie to you in the mm-hmm. secondary role i'm not gonna hate on freight gold making a little money at 37 yeah no i i i get the aspect of it but it just doesn't I mean, when when we talk about the running back position and how it's just so easy to just, you know, take another guy at a cheaper and and look, I, I his this money is probably going to be cheap for Frank Gore. This is this is most likely a cheap contract, um, but I'd rather pay cheap for a guy that could give me a lot more than what Frank Gore can give you. I get it. He's going to get you 450 yards. Um, if that, I get it that he's somewhat of a positive presence in the locker room, which is what, you know, people and players have been saying about Frank Gore. I, I get that part of it. Um, hell, I think he's better than maybe, Dixon right now. And that's possible. Yeah. Cause I, cause I, I haven't seen Kenneth, Kenneth Dixon all of last year. So I, I really don't know. That, that to be the case but that's that's highly possible but other than possibly trying to take some signs from buffalo because he was in buffalo last, last year, year and had a good year by the way and and had a good year um other than trying to get some inside info and that would be typical jets i to me, i just don't see how this signing makes any any sense to me Shout out to Frank Gore for getting that money, though. Yes, indeed. I, I, I ain't mad at that, but just, you know, uh, a guy to back up Le'Veon Bell. Um, I, I, I hope that that they have some young guy that's like the third string running back that as the season goes along, that if you're trying to spell Le'Veon Bell, and for the, and for the most part, you're trying to spell Frank Gore, too, that that young boy can carry that, you know, carry the load because yeah. we, we we don't know about sam darnold just yet he, i mean two years under his belt um granted he's had some injuries but we we, we don't know about sam darnold yet so you 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 want to have a running game that's you know respectable at this point yeah yeah and and friend goes respectable i mean you got to give him that yeah and, and yeah, again 30. and if especially if you're not depending on him to you know be the guy yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not against it. Let me, let me uh, say what's up to RC and Vince Wright. Um, I saw RC asks, "Would I approve Cam going to the Steelers, or should he wait until a starting job open up?" Um, I would approve him coming to the Steelers. Um, period. 
Um, is that realistic? No. But uh, if he could come to the Steelers and because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I want Ben Roethlisberger to finish out these last two years of his contract. That's what I want. Um, cause I think what, you know, the, what's been built there right now, um, mm-hmm. I think we got a, a little small, small shot. I'm just going to mm-hmm. throw it it's out a, it's, a, it's a team ready to win now. We got a small shot. That's all I'll say. And, and that's, that's not to say that Cam Newton couldn't do it. I'm saying that Ben Roethlisberger has been here. He knows what it is. And it's, it's no turnover for chemistry right now with with uh, Ben Roethlisberger and that offense. So uh, that's why I'm, that's why I'm, it's just not realistic for him to come. But if we could pay him, you know, uh, uh, you know, a second string quarterback price, and then you know when it's his time get get him his money. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd be with it 100. percent But you know, I be honest, I, I'm cool with Ben Roethlisberger, and I'd rather Ben Roethlisberger right now than Cam Newton because if we get Cam Newton, then Ben Roethlisberger's gone. That's just period. Yeah, I think um, if you're if you're talking about somebody that's going to replace Ben for the future, Jameis would have been the guy, um, not Cam Newton. Um, I, I think if you're if you're signing Cam Newton, then he's going to be on the bench until Ben decides to hang it up, and then after that. Cam is what 32, 33 years yeah. old, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know how the Steelers would feel about having a Cam that's thirty three years old and at that point in his career. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and, and then there's that thing. Do we know? Do we know if Cam back? Mm. <laughs> and and the he's gonna have, yeah. And then he's gonna have to improve. But look. I, I know he got a good or uh, strong arm and accuracy got to improve. It got to improve, especially as he getting older, because he ain't going right. to have that all that running and all that speed and all that like all that all that is going to start dwindling. So yeah. um, you know, then you got to then you got to hope he got it together. As far as I mean, and it's not to say he a bad thrower, but I I like to see him be a little better as a thrower, getting up there in age. But yeah, I love it. And, and let me be clear. I want to see Cam start somewhere. Yeah, I don't want to see Cam in a backup role. Facts. So, you know, don't don't get it twisted. I, I want to see Cam start someplace. I, I don't I don't want to see Cam, you know, backing up somebody pause. So, um, you know, that's that. Yeah. Um, have you seen this uh Twitter uh Twitter, I guess, topic of uh Pascal Siakam versus Paul George? Uh no, I haven't seen that. Um apparently uh I want to say it was Well, the the it was it was somebody on uh it was somebody on ESPN. I can't, I can't remember who the basketball player was. But um mm-hmm. basically the guy said he'd take Pascal Siakam over Paul George right now. And um, then the the conversation started about who was the better player, Pascal Siakam or Paul George. Uh, your take, Pascal Siakam or Paul George? Mm, Paul George. I'm taking Paul George. Right now? But in 2020? Right now. Right now in 2020, I'm taking Paul George. However, 
whoever said that, whoever started the conversation and said they take Pascal Siakam, I believe I understand why. Yeah, because I would um, take Pascal Siakam. You, you would take Pascal Siakam? I would, and you know I'm not high on Pascal Siakam. Okay. I would take Pascal Siakam right now. Okay, and, and, and I understand why, mm-hmm. and I think it has a lot to do with Paul George and the injuries that he's had, you know, in the past couple of years. Um, if you're talking just about not just a guy that's got skills, but a guy that's available, that's always available and never gets hurt, and to my recollection, I don't never recall Pascal Siakam being hurt. So if, if we're going off of that, then I understand, but... Just for the sake of, you know, who's been doing it longer, who's been more consistent at it at this point, I'll, I'll take Paul George. Okay. All right. Um, I ain't really have too much in that. I, I just I saw it, and I, I, I swear I, I, I should have just wrote it down in my notes who the guy was, but they was putting mm-hmm. together some type of a team for whatever reason they were doing it, and um, it started this big conversation about uh, Pascal Siakam versus Paul George. Um, have you managed? And I'm I'm, I'm kind of quick hitting right now. Have you seen? Let's do it. Uh, I'm I'm on my last. I think I'm on my last quick hitter. Uh, Let's do it. Is Mike Tyson? Should Mike Tyson be making a comeback? Are we here for that? Are we here for uh, Mike Tyson making uh, a comeback uh, at 53? I am. I'm here for. The Mike Tyson impersonations. I'm here for Mike Tyson trying to ride a hoverboard and busting his ass off of a hoverboard. I am not here for Mike Tyson to be going back in the ring at age 53 years old. I'm 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 just not. No. Um, greatest of all time. I don't know if he's the greatest of all time, but he. Uh, one of I'm, the greats. One of the greats for certain. Uh, he. Uh, I'm. Did you see the video of him uh, training or? I did not see the video, but I heard that he was sparring with a, a trainer. He was who just was... training. Yeah, I wouldn't call it. Yeah, yeah it's training, and yeah. um, and them things still look potent. They, you know, they they look like they hurt. They look like they look like they knock somebody out. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, it's grown man strength. I yeah. mean, he got that. But they got that. But I. But then I started seeing conversations of, oh, he and he a knockout. Uh, He'll knock out Wilder, which uh, he'll knock out. He'll knock out the 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 heavyweights that are running the game right now. He he'll knock all them out right now at fifty three, oh, yeah? and that's where it's like, all right. I mean, I get it. I get the nostalgia. I get that he looks in shape. He looked like a a guy who who used to box. You know that's you know them things look like they hurt. He looked like he could box, but nah, I, yeah. Uh nah yeah um and shout out to Vince Wright Vince Wright says he's training for an exhibition fight okay all right I'd be interested that, 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 in, I'd be fun. interested in seeing that exhibition fight and um for all the Mike Tyson he could come back and knock out the heavyweights of today uh I hope he wins mm-hmm. and I hope he wins yeah. cleanly. Yeah, I hope he doesn't embarrass himself. Yeah, I don't think he will though. I'll be honest with you. Um it, just just looking at just looking at um you know the video, he you know, he could put up a good fight mm-hmm. in an exhibition, I think. Yeah. I heard someone say that his last fight is is like his last true fight, which was fifteen years ago, was not a good one and I don't remember who his opponent yeah, I was. Know. I don't know who it was even at that time. I don't remember who it was. But they but they but they said but they said it but they said it didn't look good for Mike Tyson. So. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, an RC and a resident boxer, aficionado RC, right on time. Anybody yes, can beat up on the air. It's over for Tyson, and it's been over for about 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mocha Bella, we did see you, and we gave you a shout-out because you were the first person in the chat room, ma'am. Yeah, we definitely we gave Mocha Bella you. a shout-out. We gave you a shout-out. We saw you. But here go another one for you. Shout out we, to Miss Mokabella of the X Squad doing the damn uh, thing. Big Kev in the chat room. What's up, Big Kev? We see you. Um, so, episodes five and six of The Last Dance. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, uh, I think I think we all agree that um, <laughs> I think we all agree that that Kobe uh, Kobe tribute or that Kobe talking about Jordan and Doc was a you know. Little little thug tear might have came out if you you know, little thug tear might have came out if you wasn't prepared for that. Of course, and right on time. Yes, we did give you a shout. Did you, Trey, you here? Trey. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I, hear okay. I, I went out for a minute. Yeah, I see. Yeah, um, I, 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 I I did go out for a minute, but uh, I overheard you say uh, uh, during the Kobe. Um, section of the episode. Yeah. Um, you, you're talking about you know shedding a little tear, I a think little I, thug I th- tear. Yeah, I think I think Kobe. if you wasn't prepared for that, you might have shed a little thug tear. Um, I was not prepared for it, and I did think about it. Like, damn, like we watching Kobe talk about him, you know, being who he was because of Michael, and he not alive to see this documentary. That yeah. that just kind of you know that just kind of had me for a minute there. It was like, damn man, like, like, and and it and not only did it remind me of um, that of him not being around, but it, it also reminded me of you know the situation where and now with you know, everybody's home and and you know where the year twenty twenty is has just not been. one of the best years in recent memory it it really hasn't starting with starting with the death of kobe bryant yeah um so yeah but i i did take something out of what he said and one of the things he said was that those five championships that he got with la you know that wouldn't have been if it wasn't for michael you know him and his you know their relationship you know off the court And some of the things that MJ was, you know, giving to him about, you know, as a young cat, those five chips, he said, man, that 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 wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't happen if it wasn't for Michael, you know, kind of showing me some things and teaching me some stuff. So, yeah, yeah. you know, so I thought that was cool to hear him say that, even though I think we kind of knew knew before the documentary that this went right. Right. So this this was no surprise there. But, yeah, seeing Kobe, you know, talk and knowing that he's not around to see this, yeah, you know, it, it, it did kind of put a damper on things. Yeah. Um, and while we just shortly while we're on the, the topic of Kobe, um, his wife's birthday is today, I want to say. Um, she just turned 38. So happy birthday. Condolences. To happy her. birthday. And, and uh, Gianna's birthday was like last week or something. I, I know I, we passed. Oh, man. Yeah, so just a little. Oh, man. Yeah, just a little. Of course. Rest and, in peace, Gianna. Yeah. Um, and, and man, <laughs> it's crazy. Man. man. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, crazy. So right off, right off that, uh, the 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 knock coming from Vince Wright and RC is that Michael Jordan is a snitch. Um. Well, I think we figured that out a few episodes ago, right? When he was talking, when he was talking about Scott Burrell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think we figured that out uh, in the last episodes, not this, not the ones that yeah. just aired. Um, look, man, MJ was telling all the business, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and it's it's funny. But- because I'm thinking of while I'm you know watching that scene with Scott Burrell, I'm think I'm sitting there thinking to myself, this isn't even the social media era. No Twitter, no Instagram, no none of that stuff. So I can only imagine, you know, with this stuff being around now, had they done that during this era, you know, man, you you just out in a brother, you know, just like that. Well, MJ was MJ was dry snitching, man. Yeah, he was. He was, well, he was telling it all. He was snitching, and, and um, <laughs> they but they're referring to Horace Grant um, when uh, they basically saying that Horace Grant was leaking information to um, in uh, the Sam, book, right? Sam Smith, yeah, his Sam yep. Smith book, and that they was getting the information from Horace Grant. Um, yep. Horace Grant did deny that, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he definitely did uh, deny it and say that that wasn't coming from him and that it was coming from everybody else. But right. um yeah um mm, interesting uh for me for me I think it was good it was interesting for me to see um in in real time um uh, mm-hmm. well, not real time but like kind of in depth the whole uh his his stance on politics and that for him making the money was way more important than uh his stance on uh political issues and that he made a, 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 a effort to say, look, I ain't, I don't want no, I'm trying to sell as many shoes as I can sell. And I ain't trying to piss nobody off and mm-hmm. getting in the way of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and, and I think that that was sort of, and I tweeted about this when that scene came about that this was the part of the documentary where LeBron fans are going to come out and say, see, this is why, LeBron is greater than Jordan because at least LeBron is speaking out about these issues and Jordan back in this day decided to, you know, keep it hush hush. Um, I don't knock Jordan necessarily. Um, and it ain't got nothing to do with being on the court. Right. It's got nothing to do with being on the court. Um, but I, but I, I don't knock Jordan because, you know, at the time, um, there really wasn't nobody, even really threatening as an athlete to, you know, come out and, you know, whether it's defend somebody or degrade somebody. And, you know, I did kind of learn a little bit of history there because I I was, you know, at the time, I mean, we're kids and stuff, so we're not, you know, privy to politics and things like that. Yeah. But the whole thing about that, uh, what what was was the white boy name? What was the white dude name? The racist? Um, I don't know the dude's name. The guy, the guy that it seemed like he was supporting, as opposed to Harvey Gantt, though. Yes, yes, that 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 guy. I don't remember his name. No, it it, it definitely appeared that the dude's policies that he was trying to put in place was definitely um, against us as a community and not tailored to our needs at the time yeah so i do understand at that time if people wanted someone 
to you know speak out on that now if i'm not mistaken that was around the time jordan won the first chip right mm-hmm. or, or, or when did that was that around when he won the first chip if i'm not mistaken yes okay so you know jordan really hadn't you know when i and i, and I get he had but the night nice deal already he was 27 right. years old he, he was a he was a young cat um, he definitely didn't reach his earning potential. I do get that he had the sneaker deal. And oh, by the way, speaking of the sneakers, man, I, I, I can't front. But when they said that um, Converse had the deal with the NBA at the time, I, man, I'm like, wow, those, those Converse's, you know, at the time look pretty fly. You know, I, I get they're not on the same level as Nike, but and they certainly at, weren't when in, in those times. In those times, they certainly yeah, weren't. Jordan but just built, the look, yeah. but just the look, like ju- mm-hmm. but just the look of the Converse's. I was like, man, I remember when they still, you know, sold those maybe you know ten years ago, and probably still sell them to this day. Probably, I haven't yeah. seen them in a while. Yeah, I'm ne- I've never been high on Converse. I, it might have been like I, I, I can recall maybe um, I can recall maybe the Larry Johnsons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I owned yeah, a couple of comps. And, and, and Chucks, I mean, you know, you can't go wrong with some with some Chuck Taylors, you know. But no doubt. yeah, but no. I, yeah, I, I'm glad I'm glad Jordan came and built Nike up to where it is now. Because, uh, yeah, I, I just never been a fan of Converse. Never yeah, give been. credit give credit to his parents because yeah. his parents really pushed him to sign that deal because mm-hmm. Jordan was this close to. Not signing it, so right. I, I give a little more credit to, particularly his mother, because she was very adamant about, yo, Mike, this is the deal, like that. This can't, can't get no better. So, you know, I want to shout out Mom Dukes for you know helping put that together. Um, as as far as as far as when they went against the Knicks, though, um, man, I I, 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 I hurt. Just, I, I, man, I'm like they—they they really gonna show the Charles Smith Memorial? They—they—they <laughs> they, they really gonna show Game Five? Like, come on! How many times did you see Patrick Ewing getting dunked on? Well, Pippen dunked on him, right? Pippen dunked on him, right? Huh? Pippen dunked on him, Pippen, right? For and certain. Then, and Jordan dunked and on Jordan him. And Jordan dunked on him, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, Ewing got you know he, he got abused. Um, I, I but just, needless to say, we were up two zero in that series. Yeah, yeah, we were, we were up two zero, and that that game five was the difference, man. That that, that was that the difference five. in the series. When Jordan decided, all right, let me get let me let me run three straight on y'all. <laughs> man, un unreal, man, and and to this day, right. At some point, Charles Smith had to get fouled, right? I'm, I'm just think, I'm just thinking to this day, like maybe. I'm just thinking, like they, they just swallowed the whistle right there, like four times, yeah, four times, yeah. The dude get his, get his shot blocked at the rim, and and by the way, hey man, he I ain't seen no, I ain't seen no foul, bro. And by the way, he missed a couple free throws prior to that sequence. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people remember that, but he he had a meltdown toward the end of that game five. And I would assume that the people that were doing this documentary were trying to reach out to Charles Smith, and he declined to comment. Mm, yeah, I would decline to so. comment too when you getting <laughs> dogged in the paint. I ain't see for I seen I seen yeah. domination. I seen defensive greatness 
in that in that paint. Don't, don't, that's don't, what that's all. Come on, don't don't rub salt. Don't rub salt <laughs> on the wound, man. Greatness. Don't don't do that. Um, RC RC in the chat room that uh, the political stuff was disappointing, but at least MJ owned it. Uh, folks are comparing him to OJ in terms of not taking a stand, but MJ did donate money to his campaign. Yeah, I hate that comparison. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. Let me tell y'all something about my my knowledge of politics, let alone sports and politics. The extent of my knowledge of politics back in the nineties is Marion Barry. <laughs> and um and and Marionberry first and foremost and then maybe mm. uh Clinton. I Marionberry is everything. When I think politics, I think Marionberry. Mhm. And growing up in New York City at that time, it was David Dinkins. We had a black mayor and you know when Giuliani got into office, you know, you know, Jada Kiss made a rap song about Giuliani saying Giuliani put niggas in the, you know, took niggas off the street, locked them up. So mm-hmm. that that that's all I knew in regard to politics there. Shout out to Marion Burry, legendary mayor. Rest in peace. So um, the Isaiah Thomas, uh, the Isaiah Thomas uh, segment of the documentaries. Um, look, man. <laughs> Look, and let's be clear. I am, I I stand firm in that Isaiah Thomas should have been on the dream team, but it's hard to be in the position that Isaiah Thomas was in, being mm-hmm. you know the bad boy, the leader of the bad boy Pistons, and um, you know you you gonna you gonna get enemies with that. You are gonna get enemies with that style of basketball, and um, he had a few of them. Yeah, and and whether Jordan was the culprit behind that or not, let's remember, and I'll say it like I said last week, he knocked off Bird, he knocked off MJ, he knocked off Magic. And That's had, the crown jewels of the NBA had, right there. And they there had issues. The and they had issues. All and yes, they, and they, had, and they had, issues. had issues. Yeah, I I'll say it again. I appreciate Isaiah Thomas even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I appreciate him even more. <laughs> I hate that he got dogged. On the '92 team for not being on the team, but I mean, the more as I see more in this documentary, man, and every time Isaiah has to say something, man, I I really appreciate, you know, I appreciate what he did as far as the NBA goes. More now, if someone were to tell me that, you know, the dude's an asshole, you know, in real life, I, I could believe that. You could believe that. I I, I, I could believe that. Nah, I ain't got no reason to feel that way. I mean, he talks so pleasant. Yeah, well, that's the ones you got to watch out for sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that's true. Maybe that's why people think he's an asshole. But yeah. you know, it is what it is. He he didn't do my Knicks any favors. I tell you that much. T- and I don't have a problem with assholes. So, so, um, you you got anything else on I, uh, episodes five and six? No, nope. Um, I I tell you this. Um. This had, through the good and the bad of Michael Jordan and the Bulls in that last year, um, my 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 view of Michael Jordan has not changed. Let's be clear. Um, look, I get it. Uh, you know, he he's done some questionable things, and he has snitched, and that that he he definitely is. Um, he didn't support. He didn't you know support a specific political party. Um, look. The dude is still the greatest basketball player ever, 
and has the premier standard of sneaker collection, period. And I don't think that's going anywhere no time soon, even with LeBron. And LeBron is up to like 17 pairs of shoes. And mm-hmm. and none, and no LeBron is, is as legendary as any uh, mm-hmm. any any Michael Jordan tennis shoe that's ever come out. So my uh my my take on Michael Jordan, my view of Michael Jordan just hasn't changed in uh in lieu of some of the things that we're finding out in this documentary. Mm-hmm. I do I do have something I wanna say that does kinda bother me as you know, from episodes one all the way through six now. Um I, I, I do hate the fact that LeBron's name comes up on Twitter every now and then. I, I do hate the fact that, and you know, there's someone in particular that's on my timeline on Facebook that every chance he gets, it's almost like he's the black Skip Bayless, um, just wants to take digs at LeBron. You know, it's like, look, y'all, you know, let let both guys be great. You know what I mean? These guys, let's be honest, they're not comparable. I compared LeBron James more to Magic Johnson mm-hmm. than I do Michael Jordan. And then there's the other part. I, I I did forget about this. So when they were talking about the people that Michael was, you know, associated with in regards to the gambling, mm-hmm. um, the dude that they busted, um, I forget the guy's name. Um Forgot the yeah, uh, uh, damn it! You gonna make me because I just yeah, and I just heard his name too. I like, just heard it. Yeah, I know. A I just heard it somewhere. Ago, yeah, and and I, and I can't remember the guy's name, but but getting to but getting to like the crux of it, right? So he's involved with associations with these guys, and it turns out Michael claimed that he had no idea that these guys were involved in the situations they were involved in so when the media started asking him about stuff he kind of shut them out for about what two weeks they said Mm -hmm. he shut the media out um a matter of fact there was a scene where they were where one guy was saying look i get there was a commercial about i want to be like mike but let's be real i don't want to be like mike when it comes to what you got to deal with you know, off the court, um, with the media, your fans, the pressure, you know, that kind of a thing. So when Michael came out and was like, you know, this whole thing with the media, you know, saying that I have a gambling problem and, you know, and this and that, and it just sort of kind of drove me away, you know, from the game a little bit. And that's where we kind of found out, okay, this is partly, if not partly the reason um, why he left in 93. So I got a couple questions. Number one, do you think Michael Jordan had a gambling problem back then? Yes, I do. Okay. I, I think, but, and, and, but here's the thing about gambling. Um, mm-hmm. One, life is a gamble. <laughs> uh, two, if you got the money to gamble. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then it's like, yeah, it, you might have a problem, but it's like, all right, if you ain't hurting nobody, you ain't, you know what I'm saying, you ain't affecting your family crazy, you ain't got mm-hmm. nobody knocking down your door, trying to get their money, shoot, you know, ho- you know, duct taping your kids or nothing crazy. Yeah. Man, let that man, let that man gamble, man. Let that man gamble. Um, it's, it's, it's about being, it's the fact, it's probably, um, and like he said, um, really, 
um, is more about him just having an issue with being competitive. But yeah. um, but look, if, if me looking at him talk about it to uh, to um, your boy, um, mm. yeah, he might have a gambling problem. He looked like somebody who, like him explaining it, looks. I I got the vibe of oh, this nigga really do got a gambling problem. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I think he might have. Yeah, I I think um and I'll and I'll, I'll disagree just kind of based off of what I've seen and I watched the scene where they're flipping the quarter into the corner of the wall. Yeah. I'm watching the scene where they're playing blackjack on the plane, they're playing poker in the back of the plane, that kind of a thing and where he talks about I have a competitive problem. Um I don't necessarily have a gambling problem, it's more so being competitive. Um I don't know if I've just got no choice but to take him at his word, but based on what I've seen and based on how competitive he is with not just basketball, but with everything it seems like in life, I'll I'll, I'll go on the side that, okay, maybe, maybe he doesn't have a gambling problem and maybe the competitive side of gambling, because let's be honest, there's a competitive side <laughs> to, you know, yeah. trying to win and lose money too. Yeah. There's a, there's a strong competitive side to that. Um, and let's be clear. I mean, and, and I guess to be clear, he didn't, it's not like he needed the money. So, I mean, I, I get people right. who are on the side of being competitive. I, I think my response goes to, um, so he, uh, I forget, it might've been him or I forget who was telling the story. It was, uh, it was Paxson telling the story. And mm-hmm. uh, he was talking about how they would be in the back playing for thousands, Jordan and Pippen, Burrell. And then yep. after they get done, he would go to the front of the front of the plane with Paxson and some Dollar. of the, yeah, and be yeah. like, yeah, let me get in on this. And he was like, well, nigga, you was just over there. And right. he was like, nah, now nah, nah, I want to play over here. I want your money, too. And mm-hmm. I get for me, that seems more like I need to gamble than it seems like I got to compete. I mean, in that situation, you may be right. In in that situation, yes. Um, I, I, will, I will lean slight towards that. I will also point to when they were playing the Blazers in the finals in 92. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, the media was trying to make the Drexler Jordan comparison, like, oh, it's, you know, this guy going against that guy. And, you know, Michael was like, look, you know, I don't doubt Drexler's talent, but that nigga ain't me. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to give it to this dude when, when these finals begin. And the nigga knocked down like eight threes in a row on Drexler and, you know, basically schooled the homie. Yeah. So. You know, when when I look at that kind of competitiveness and I see it apply to whether it's gambling, whether it's, you know, anything that they showed, anything that they talked about with him, just what to you down, you know, no matter how big or small the game or competition is, he that, that nigga hate losing. Yeah, oh, with I, any with anything, that nigga hate losing. Yeah, that's a fact. But I, yeah, I, I think I think he I think he might have had a gambling problem. I would because and then the thing is, is that he gambled anytime he could gamble, like golf and you know what sure. I'm saying. Like he gambled sure. anytime he could gamble. So it's like you could be competitive at golf and not put money on it. You could be competitive at playing quarters and not put money on it. And hell, even blackjack. True. You can do all of these True. things and not have money and not put money on it. I get that the stakes are right. higher with money on it, and that may drive right. uh, you know a, a competitive edge, but. I, and it was available. 
and the money was available. Yeah. That, that, that's the other part to it. Yeah. Let, I mean, let the situation be if money wasn't available. Would he still, would he still do have it? that competitive fire? I don't I don't know. And, let, and let's be clear. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because it's not like, I mean, I, let's I be clear. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know that I believe that because, like, he was playing the, the security guard for $20. Like, yeah. like, I don't know, man. And I did get some inside info that that dude, that security dude from back in the day, the dude died last week. Wow. That, I, 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 I've been seeing that on Twitter a lot since mm. the episode aired, so... Um, if that's the case, then rest in peace to the homie. And I was just getting ready to say that is definitely, that was definitely that was a, I'm stuttering. That was definitely about to be the next shirt I got made was the dude, the, the security guard doing the Jordan shrug. Trey, you there? Hey, you, you're going to have to repeat that, Maestro. I, no, I, was I didn't saying, know what you said about the security I said that was definitely about to be the next shirt I got made was the security guard doing the Jordan shirt. That was definitely my next shirt. That it could still be the next shirt. No, 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 no. I'm, no, I mean it's going to be. I, I didn't mean like I was going to stop. Oh, passed. okay. No, no, that's. Actually, oh, okay. I was, I was about to say. No, I was about to my, say. Yeah, in yeah. My mind that's more dope. reason to get the shirt, but <laughs> that'd be that'd be dope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. RC in the chat says they didn't cover it, but MJ embarrassed Drexler every day in those dream team practices that same year. Mm. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he embarrassed a lot of people uh, in that in, in that one practice. Did. In that one practice that they talked about in the documentary when uh, mm. Maddie Johnson and whoever else was talking trash to him, and right, yeah. I got, I got one more thing on this. Okay. So when they were talking about Tony Kukoc and when they played in the Olympics and Kukoc was on the Croatia team um, and versus the USA, um, I didn't like how Michael Wilbon was saying how, you know, Americans and, 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 and it almost sounded like he was trying to be general with it. But I think he was trying to say specifically Michael and Scotty and those guys how they, you know, didn't understand what Ku Coach was going through at the time because they did kind of go into depth about what he and the country, you know, back home, um, the things that were going on and the things that he lived through. And, you know, they went so deep into that. Um, Will Bond, you know, came in and basically said, oh, you know, you know, these guys had no idea what, you know, Ku Coach went through. And I think... That second go round after the bad game that Kukoc had in the Olympics, he backed it up with a much better performance and, you know, basically saying Kukoc, you know, is stronger than people give him. I, I got to give Will Bond a little bit of smoke here. And it's not because of what he said about Kukoc, because I believe everything that he said about Kukoc, you know, to be, you know, correct. You know, he did go through some stuff. You know, back home in a different country, you know, compared, you know, maybe slightly compared to what's going on here. I mean, but not even slightly, they was in war. They was, they was in, right, yeah. right. They they were they were in war. But come on, man, we 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 black over here. I mean, I'm not trying to compare war to you know poverty and you know some of the things that you know we go through here. But I don't I don't, I don't think that um, Jordan and Pippen was oblivious to what Ku Coach, 
was going through back then. I, I, I didn't feel like um, I, I didn't feel like Wilbon, you know, let them off the hook for that. I felt like he was trying to, you know, let them know, like, hey, like you, you don't understand what's going on over there. And and maybe they didn't to a certain degree, but don't you know? Don't make it seem like Jordan and Pippen and those guys, you know, oh, they had it, you know, they had it all good. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't think he was making it seem like he had it all good. And 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 and, and you know, to disagree with you, uh, disagree with you on on that point. Um, yeah, war is pretty bad, bro. I mean, I ain't never personally been there to you know. War's pretty bad, and he was going through it right now, whereas Jordan and Pippen was, well, at least in Jordan's, well, I mean, even in, even in Pippen's case, they was making millions of dollars and, you know, living the life. I get the whole black, you know, the whole black thing, but um, mm-hmm. in this in this case, um, I, I, I would, you know, if we got to compare struggles, I would give, I would give Kukoc a struggle to be a little more crucial than Jordan and Pippen struggle. If we're going to make that comparison right now in this conversation, but to, Mm -hmm. to further to the point, if they did or didn't know that has nothing to do with what was happening on the basketball court. They didn't like the fact that uh, they didn't like the fact that Tony Kukoc was being considered a priority um, and that cross was going to go see him play in Croatia and all that. While mm-hmm. you know Jordan and Pippen was right there dominating, they didn't like that, so they had to. Um, it even seemed like they was kind of giving him a uh, a hazing, you know, like bring, trying to bring him in to see if he could yeah. hang. And right, you right. know, with American basketball, they should have did this whether they knew about uh, the conditions in Kukoc's country or not. Um, right, I like. I, I'm 100 percent with what they did. And I'm 100 percent with the fact that Ku Coach came back and was like, "All right, let's get it. Now we know what we now I know what we're doing. Let me mm-hmm. come back the second game and make sure I have a good game." And um, Jordan even said it like they he earned his respect after that. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, I you know that I think that was all in all a good a, a good sequence in the story. Yeah, I and again, I want to be clear. I don't want to compare um, struggles, and I wasn't trying to say that Will Bond was doing that. Um, I was just saying that I think Will Bond was trying to um, say something to those guys to make it seem like they had no idea, and 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 who knows? Maybe 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 they didn't have any idea. Um, I, I think he did allude to. Tony Kukoc's toughness. Um, I, I think he did say that. I'd have to go back and watch the episode again, but I but I do believe that he alluded to um, the toughness of uh, Tony Kukoc, and you know I, I just wanted to you know kind of make that clear. Sure. Um, I don't know. How, I don't know if you got anything else, but I but I, I can I'll go to my last topic. Um, well, let me look at my notes real quick. I, I actually did. I did have some thoughts on the Alex Smith documentary. I don't know if you I know watched Alex that Smith was get had a documentary. Alex Smith, the um, the Washington Redskins, Alex Smith. Yes. Kansas City and San Francisco fame. Yes. So yes. I'm I, so obviously they're covering the injury and um, if he's, you know, his attempt to coming back. Uh, yes, yes, it, okay. it, it was, it was covering that. So good. You don't have to see it then, 
<laughs> I mean, I might watch it. Probably not, but I might watch it. You're not going to watch it. <laughs> Was it interesting? Did you? Uh, you know what? Um, well, if if you if you can't stand to watch um, gruesome things, like in terms of you know surgeries and how things look, then uh-huh. this then this is not the documentary for you. Okay. Um, because and 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 I and I totally forgot about this when that injury happened and he got that first surgery. I forgot that there was a report that came out weeks later saying that um that first surgery didn't go so well mm-hmm. and and i and i and i never heard anything about it again after that so as i'm watching the documentary i think it was friday night it came on so after they did the first surgery and so it's um it's alex smith talking it's his wife talking and i think it was the surgeon that was you know doing some narrating too um she they were saying how all of a sudden Alex Smith had this fever going he had something else take place it was something but it it hadn't it it almost looked as if it had nothing to do with the leg initially mm-hmm. it it just had possibly maybe to do with the surgery itself that it you know he suffered some complications from just going through the surgery mm-hmm. and 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 it showed i mean he had a fever he had all types of things going on with him, you know, respiratorily, um, immune system, things like that. And, man, I, I got to tell you, when they had to go and do those multiple surgeries, the second, third, fifth time. Yeah. Man, man, they they had to. I mean, they were they were almost talking about him, you know, happening to make the decision to amputate his leg. Wow. That's I mean, that's how serious that that thing got yeah and you know we, we you, you talk about um bacteria you know flesh eating bacteria mm. man yeah. I, I i don't wish i don't wish that on nobody bruh yeah i don't want to see that. that that that's that stuff is yeah yeah that, that stuff is it's no joke no joke at all but i give them props though man because you know, if I went through something like that, I, I don't know how I would react. I don't know if, or if, you know, I'd make the wrong decision to amputate my leg or what. But the dude made the right decision. He said, nah, I, I want to keep my leg. I, I, I feel like, you know, we have a chance. I feel like there's some strength to it. And they went ahead. They did, you know, some surgeries. They, they did some things. And the dude was walking. He had, you know, we had to have the little scooter joint mm-hmm. for a little bit. He was on crutches for a while. And I, and, I, and I guess it was his past season. He he went to a game this past season, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Where he was in the box at the Redskins. Yeah. Yeah, the dude is walking. Like, no crutches, no scooter, no nothing, man. The dude is walking. Now, mm. he's got the, um, he's got some kind of stocking on that leg. You know what? Which you know, I guess is you know, uh, I guess it's called a compression stock, okay, or something like that. So he's got that, and he, he's been training. He's been in the weight room. He's been strengthening the leg, and I mean, the dude look he he looked fresh as new, bro. Um, now would I advise him to go back and play in the NFL again? I'd be like, bro, you you you've made some money yeah. in your career. Um, I you, say, you, you he's still in the Redskins roster. Yeah, he he's still on the roster there. Um, you've, you've made some money 
money in your lifetime. You've you, you you've actually resurrected yourself. You know, once you well, not not that he, not when he went to Kansas City, but when Harbaugh got to San Francisco, he kind of you know revitalized the direction of you know where his career was going because after the first five six years in San Fran, it wasn't going well. And then Harbaugh comes in, and all of a sudden the dude is you know performing at the position a whole lot better. And then he kind of proved that, you know, in Kansas City. And then he proved it for a little bit, a little bit when he was with the Skins. The they were six looking like a playoff team, man. Yeah, they, they were six like and three before team. that injury. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they was they was leading the division at the time. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. So, um, I, I, I got to give props to Alex Smith, man, because you know, I, I don't know if I was in that situation, you know, how I would react and what I would do, man. But that that that's just remarkable. Well, I know one thing. Um, he he definitely still does have the guys and the resources of the NFL health insurance. Yeah. Um, and then he got a whole, you know, he got a couple millions to you know try to figure it out. So um, not and that's not to say that it's any less remarkable that he is walking. Um, mm-hmm. but it is to say that he had the resources to get it done. If I had those resources, I mean, hell, to be honest with you, if I didn't have those resources, the last thing I'd be trying to do is cut off my leg. Um, I, I you know, I, I'm just vain yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to watch it, but for those who may be interested in that kind of gory stuff, uh, have at it. The Alec, what's it? you know the name yeah. of the documentary? <laughs> Um, Project Eleven. And where was it? It was, huh? Where did you watch it at? Oh, it was on ESPN. Okay, okay. It was on ESPN. It's it's one of the E sixty specials. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I, I I you know I I figure since since it's no and you know since we're kind of in documentary mode with the Bulls and all that, and they you know they were kind of promoting that Alex Smith. Um, documentary a little bit, so it. it came on Friday, and I was like, you know what, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna sit down, I'm a, I'm gonna watch this thing, I'm a, I'm gonna definitely, you know, pay much attention to it, and um, and he, and matter of fact, um, Anova, um, Hospital in Virginia, that's mm-hmm. where he was at. Oh, okay. That you know, so, so yeah, yeah, he 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 was with some good people over there, um, you know, because you know my wife, you know, works in healthcare, and she spoke with some people that actually have done some things at anova care so okay so they you know he he was with the right people all right last topic um so i saw somewhere um i I guess it's supposed to be big news uh that they are talking about uh sporting events without crowds happening as soon as the top of the month in june um, are we okay with uh watching sports without crowds on TV? If it happens in June. Well, it, if it it depends. Now let's 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 go sport by sport. If we're talking baseball, then no. I'm I'm not watching I mean I'm not watching with the fans. If it's if it's baseball in June, I'm not watching with fans mm-hmm. until postseason starts right if we're ta- if we're talking nba and they say you know what instead of completing the regular season we're gonna go right into the playoffs i i got a problem with that 
Yeah. I, I really do because I think I think the games intensify when there's large crowds of people in the stands at these arenas. I, I really do. I think it makes watching the game more entertaining um, than it just being the product that you see on the floor. It's mm-hmm. everything. I mean, watching a basketball game on TV is everything from crowds to the game itself to maybe if you know some people care about commentary then it's that too but you know having crowds in the stands also is what makes some of these players perform better Mm -hmm. so i i I think if let's say the nba comes back right and and they go into playoff mode let's keep in mind these guys haven't been to practice facilities some of these guys haven't been able to work out to the routine that they normally do. Right. Um, I heard the Greek freak talk about he ain't got no basketball court in his, you know, in his yard at his house. Oh. So I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, you the Greek freak and you ain't got a hoop. Such a misfortune like I, like I, to not have a basketball court in your backyard. I'm like, uh, I'm like, that don't sit right with me. If you the Greek freak, if you, you know, one of the best players in the league, that that doesn't sit well. So, so getting to my point. You're, you're going to expect some sloppy play when these guys, you know, kind of get back into the way of playing basketball. And it's bad enough there's going to be less people at these games, if not no people at the games. Now you're going to put product on the court that's not going to be in the best of shape that they could possibly be. So I think the viewing experience is not going to be I mean, it's going to be different. I mean, no question about it, it's going to be different, but it's it's, it's just not going to be exciting. It's not going to be the same. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it's going to be better than what we got right now. I mean, it's intriguing. I, I do agree it's going to be intriguing, and right. I will watch. It's going to be better I, than what we got right now. And, see, here's, and then here's the other piece. Um, mm-hmm. If we really wait, um, if we wait to the end of this virus, this pandemic, mm-hmm. um, yep. and we don't even really know when it's going to end, um, even though in my mental mind, uh, it's about to end within, an, in my mind, it's about to end in the next two weeks. That's just my prediction. Okay. I don't, don't, okay. I, don't, I just feel, I, it's just, <laughs> okay. it, it's just what I feel. I don't have no, no intelligence. I feel like it's going to be over in the next two to three weeks. I, I think okay. I really, I really think by the, by June one ish, uh, um, we okay. well, we, well, that's that's a month away. So yeah, yeah, I, I, th- I think it'll be, I think it'll be over. I think, I think uh, the government will have figured out the information they need to figure out by spreading this virus to begin with. But, um, <laughs> but um, I think, I, I think it'll be over. But if it's not, in my mind. I'm. It's it's selfish. It's it's me being selfish. Let's be clear. I want to watch sports. And everybody, uh, yeah, I want to watch sports. But the responsible part of me is like, well, look, if 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 we ain't right, we ain't right. Because to to televise a basketball game is still going to take however many people if it's going to be commentary that's going to be two or three more people if there's going to be uh are they going to allow the uh analysts that are in studio are they going to allow them to go back and be in studio or are they going to have the live stream from their homes talking about what happened in the game you're still talking about a 
a uh, about 50 people and at least and at least 20 of them that may or may not be able to respect social distancing. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, um, I look, I it's, it's probably not a good idea. But you know what? It, it, it kind of leads me into kind of my last topic. And then this is my last thing. Um, so I found out the NFL is going to release the schedule for the season Thursday night at eight o'clock, I think. Right. So some of the headlines to that. Right. So at one point yesterday, they were saying that they may nix all of the international games, like the games in London, right. Mexico City, that kind of a thing. Right. And my and my initial thought yesterday was, what do you mean they're thinking about it? They should already have been nixing that weeks ago, maybe maybe even a month or two ago. That yeah. that, that that should have already been a thought. Like that, if you if, if that involves travel and crowds and things like that, then you're damn right. You, you, you can't play these games overseas, you know, let alone we're trying to figure out our own situation here in the country. So that kind of ticked me off a little bit about yesterday. Um, today, they officially said there'll be no games international. So they, so they got that right. Um, so the way they're approaching the schedule, same normal, you weeks 16 games for all the teams they're gonna play this as if the season is gonna start september 10th which is a thursday night Mm -hmm. they're gonna go that route and i don't know man the nfl you know you know we, we we talk about you know all the other sports leagues you know being kinda you know down due to this virus thing and it seemed like the one league that is kinda taking advantage of its its opportunity and has been able to maneuver itself better is the NFL. But it's easy to so, do it in the offseason too, though. Right, right. Yeah. And, and it goes to that point that they're in the offseason. It's easier to do it now. They did have to make revisions to the draft and they did have to cancel off-field parties and things like that. They had to cancel those kind of things. So they were able to do it, get through it and all that stuff. Now they got to get to can they get these players out into the field and practice? And that's going to be the next step for the NFL. Um, Thursday night, and I'm going to watch. I'm, I'm going to watch the schedule show because I'm sure they're going to make a whole, whole, you know, big deal about it. Oh, there's going to be actual um, t- a, a, a television viewing. I am hundred. I am a hundred percent confident that they're going to turn this schedule release into a schedule release party show whatever because they've been doing it in the past oh i didn't know that they, they've had they've had studio audiences like i remember one year on nfl network they had like a a studio audience for the schedule release show oh, i didn't know they did that so yeah yeah they, they did that so i'm definitely not um, going to watch it so i admit because it's not going to be nothing on tv you know all the all the shows their season finales have been done already um, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the schedule release show. Um, worst case, I'll be on NFL.com looking to see the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I am interested to see are they gonna come out with option number two, option number three of you know if this schedule happens to get shifted. Like let's say they had to start 
October 15th. Let's say they had to push the start back to October 15th. Then guess what? Now you got to figure out, are you going to put some games on Thanksgiving? Because that affects the schedule. Because if you're going to do that, are you still going to have Thanksgiving Day games? Are you going to shift those games to another week in the schedule? Um, I, I, I think it's I think it's to the responsibility of the NFL to not just their basic schedule of how they normally do it with the mm. regular, you know, they open up the Thursday after Labor Day. I think they got to come out with alternatives um, in the event that we're still shut down. And I know this is speculation, but everybody's talking about a second spread of this virus happening in right. the fall and the winter. Right. Yeah, they, I, I tell you what, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and I, I, you went out. Go ahead. No, you had went out, so I didn't hear you finish. No, I can't hear you now. Can you hear me now? Yep. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I, 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 you were finishing your point, and I didn't notice that it went out as you was finishing your point. Oh, okay, no, I, I was saying that um, there's speculation that there's going to be a second wave of this virus taking place in the fall into winter, and then I just saw the story yesterday about these murder hornets that have that have come have come from overseas to Washington State, I think. And apparently, these are some deadly insects and stuff. So I I don't know what I don't know what to expect. And again, this is all speculation. I'm not trying to you know get anybody scared or anything like that. But I think to drive the point home, the NFL can't just come out with this basic schedule. They have to come out with alternatives in the event that they can't start on time. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, let me, let me before I respond, let me go to Mocha Bella who says, uh, just release the schedule and why they have to do a show about it. I don't want to see a three-hour show about the NFL schedule. I'm only worried about my team. Um, first of all, first and foremost, I agree with that 100%. Um, I don't want to see a show of the, the schedule. I just don't care about it. Um, and in regards to, um, I let me make sure I'm understanding your point. They need to. Are you suggesting that they need to have a contingency plan in case this, um, in case this happens again, or you know something like that? Yes, they do. They they need they do have to have a contingency plan. They do they do need to have some kind of alternate plan in the event they have to start let's say october 15th instead of september 10th do you think because i need, think that affects go ahead do you think they need to televise that or announce what their plans are if in fact that happens um well they're going to to sure um whether whether i think they need to or not um i i I think I think they do. I mean, and and the reason I say that is because the NBA has been giving up updates. Major League Baseball has been giving updates. Mm-hmm. Why can't the, why can't the big bad NFL do the same? Right, right. Yeah, I hear you. I um I I think me I think for me uh for me in closing um I look I, to be honest with you I give me some. Let's let's be safe first. Let let's do that. Let's just be. Let's know that we're going to be that we're safe for the time being. 
if it happens again, yep. then it happens again, you know, and we'll deal with it as it happens, just like we're dealing with right. it now. As it happened, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't, you can't. It's not really, yeah. It's there's no, there's no way that you could plan for a pandemic to happen, even if you just dealt with one. You, you know, what I'm saying, even if, like, let's say, yep. God forbid, this pandemic's over in June, and then we get another, we and another one happens in, uh, you know, September or or yep. even December for that matter. Um, right. There's there's no real plan for that as far as how to televise games and and you know what I'm saying when it happens you mm-hmm. shut down and hopefully you have enough time um, to finish it and if you don't then you 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 then you got a season for the history books. I mean it's looking like the bad the NBA season is going to be a season for the history books where you didn't play 82 games and you might not play a full uh mm-hmm. seven game you know seven game per round playoff it, it just mm-hmm. might not happen and um and you know and that's just what it's going to have to be if it ends up having to be that and that's you know and and you know what i i think what's more important than anything is safety and making sure that everybody is good and safe that is mm-hmm. most important than anything um than anything that's going on um and once we deal with that then that be dealt with have you heard lebron's comments this past week no um he says that this season cannot just end like he like basically lebron is saying this season has to continue at some point because I'm 35 years old. I'm still playing at a high level. I, I got to win a title at some point. And this is probably the best moment that I have at getting another title. That's basically what he said. I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing. paraphrasing. Yeah, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But I, I think the, the, the real deal behind his comments is, is that he's on his last leg in terms of championships. Yeah, he is on his last leg. But no, no, it don't. You're wrong. It don't have to. It 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 can and just like this. Yeah, it could. Yeah, absolutely. Period. Uh, Period. Ab- absolutely. So, one more question. Do so. Do you have a problem with how the NFL is approaching um, this coming season in terms of putting a schedule out? In terms of, I guess Basically, maybe maybe it doesn't seem like they're acknowledging that this thing could be. You know, longer than you know predicted. No, I don't got a problem with it at all. Okay. Yeah, I don't got a problem with it at all. Um, as long as long as okay. they're being safe. Long okay. as they're being yeah. safe. Long yeah. as they're not being a part of the problem. You. Yeah, long as they're not being a problem. Agree. Hundred percent. Well, look, uh, I want to say thank you to all the listeners um, that uh, joined us in the chat room. I want to say thank you to everybody who will catch it on demand on our. Uh, website www.bobshotsportsalkpodcast.com or on your DSPs, Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast, uh, Trey Frazier at Trey Frazier and at Maestro Styles. Also on Twitter, you can follow Trey Frazier at Barbershop SPOR2 and at Maestro Styles on Twitter. Make sure you are subscribe to the youtube channel and uh subscribe or liking the facebook page uh for trey frazier this is maestro styles we will see y'all next week yes sir peace
Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 